0: Welcome to r Relationships in Real Estate. I'm your host, Chris Silva, and with me is my beautiful wife, Corey Silva.
1: Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us here on r Chris and I are the owners of Silver Realty, Silva Lending, and Silva Property Management, and we've been in the real estate and mortgage industry since the early 2000s. We're super excited to have you all here with us today. Thank you so much for always showing your support and showing up. Be sure to leave a comment today and engage with us because that makes the show that much better. And welcome to the first week of November. It's
0: the first of the month. I've been wanting to say that, isn't it?
1: It's not the first of the month. I missed it again. It's the second of the month. Thank (laughs) you very much. I don't know where the time has went and neither does Chris because he thinks it's the first of the month, but it's not. And the year is almost over. Can you believe it? This is insane. It's,
0: I mean, we're already... Thank goodness we get to put all the Halloween decorations down. Are we just going to keep decorations up and put Christmas decorations
1: up? Oh, well, we do have Jack Skellington in the house. So we'll just put a little Christmas <laughs> hat on him and then take everything else down. And I know you love Thanksgiving, so I'll wait a little bit for the Christmas. i good. Are you ready? Yeah, Let's I mean, go this weekend. as Christmas time. Thanksgiving means nothing to me. Let's go. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Cue the Mariah Carey and we're on.
0: I mean, you can have Thanksgiving dinner with Christmas decorations up, right? We do
1: it all the time. Yeah. Yes, why not? makes Let's it more festive. festive. Okay, so there we go. We're on the same page. Well, today is going to be a great episode because we have some very special guests with us today. Visiting us from Golden Valley High School, we have Principal Sal Frius and Head of the Paws Center, April Rego. Please help us jo- and join us with welcoming them. Thank you for being here. Oh, <sighs> yeah.
2: Thank you. They're so
1: amazing. Thank you. I am so <laughs> excited that they're here. We love them so much.
0: So the question on everybody's mind is, while you're here, what are the grizzlies at the zoo? Who's watching them?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm blessed to have four uh, assistant principals uh, watching the fort, so... Uh, there, there's good, there's good people, good staff, super campus supervisors and, and administrators. We're, we're good. We're, we're taken care of. Oh,
0: that's, that's four assistant principals. Is that the norm?
2: That, that, that is the norm for a school our size in our district.
1: Wow. wow. How many kids are at, um, Golden Valley? We
2: have 2000,
1: 2000 kids. Yeah. You definitely need four assistant principals. <laughs> wow. I don't that's even remember having, I guess we had one, but I don't even remember what they look like. <laughs>
0: Yeah, nobody ever remembers an pr- assistant principal's name, just the the, major, the main principal, I think. I don't yes. remember one assistant principal name.
1: Me neither, except for at our kid's school now. I know her name, but growing up, I don't remember.
0: I remember my dean's name because I was in his office a lot. <laughs>
1: Terrible. <laughs>
0: Terrible. <laughs> it's a true story. I mean, I, there's no way around that.
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, for those of you who don't know, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Sal, how did you end up being principal of Golden Valley?
2: Well, long, long story. Um, I got an education 37 years ago and about eight years into that, a, a superintendent asked me for, if I would, if I was interested in administration. I said, not at all. I like teaching. I like coaching. I like being an athletic director. I was very, very, very content. Mm-hmm. Um, but I gave it a shot and I liked it. It was like coaching. So I became an assistant principal out in Mojave,
3: mm-hmm.
2: past Lancaster, and Five years there, I two years in, I became the principal, so I was already a principal. I and mean, like somebody asked me about a position over here in Santa Clarita in the Heart District, and I and I went forward as a principal position, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't get that position, but um, they followed up and said, would I be interested in being an assistant principal? I said, yeah, I'd be, I would be interested. So you know, twenty. Two years ago, I, I, I was an AP here, and then the last 16 years, I've been principal at Golden Valley High School.
1: That's awesome. Wow. I didn't realize you have been there for so long.
0: What school did you start at for yes. as an AP?
2: Sierra Vista for two years, where oh. I met April Rico, who you're going to hear from in a little bit, and then two years at Canyon, then two years as, as an AP at, at uh, Golden Valley, and then I, be- I became the principal there.
0: I think I've known you guys over five years now and I didn't know that that was a connection. That's pretty cool.
1: That is pretty amazing. I went to Sierra Vista and I went to Canyon. So that is kind of special to me to know that you taught there. My parents lived like right around the corner, so.
0: And you can't hold that against yourself because Golden (laughs) Valley was not around when she went to high school. Hey,
1: you're dating (laughs) me, buddy.
2: (laughs) Well, funny story. My (laughs) my superintendent at the time uh, pulled me aside when I was an AP at Canyon and he goes, hey, um. There's an AP position opening at Golden Valley. Would you be interested? And I go, um, if you're asking me, no, thank you. But uh, I think you're my boss and I'll do whatever you tell me, sir. So then I I became an AP at Golden Valley. Okay.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you for all the great work that you put into helping the kids in the community and you do an amazing job. So we appreciate you being here with us today.
0: Speaking of amazing, we got a compliment. So Professor Lecca from Checkmat Valencia is with us and she says, hi guys. As always, you guys look and sound amazing. I think she's talking about you three.
1: Oh, thank you, <laughs> Professor Lecca. We appreciate you, you being here. Well, now we're going to move on to April. April, how did you end up at the PAWS Center? And tell us a little bit about yourself as well.
3: Well, good good morning or good afternoon. Um, well, a little bit about me. I um, actually got involved in meeting Mr. Frias with when, when my kids were at Sierra Vista. Okay. And I was running and helping their pack out mm-hmm. at the time. And later years go by and I'm doing a nonprofit. I'm working for a nonprofit. And um, I heard about, I went with KHTS radio station to Sacramento and I heard there was homeless kids in Santa Clarita. I was like, what? There's not homeless kids in santa clarita so i actually reached out to sal because we had a friendship and um he said oh yeah come on over to golden valley and um but let me tell you it's not just golden valley and he is a hundred percent right um we have you know all over the valley needs some some support so, anyway, Sal and I got to talking, and he asked if I would help him um get his resource center up and running and I said no and <laughs> <laughs> he um I said, "But I'll find you somebody who can and um so we went to the district, and we we saw a vision that the whole school districts all you know had some need here It wasn't just golden valley so I thought about it and Sal and I talked about it and we decided that if we could get it up and running, I would stay for one year and um, hopefully we could get other schools to take it on as well, that there was a need in Santa Clarita Valley.
0: How many years have you been there?
3: Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky number gotcha. seven. <laughs> gotcha.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she does such an amazing job there. For those of you who don't know, the Pause Center is a resource center for children who are having challenges at home. Maybe they're hungry. Maybe they don't have a home to go to and, like, study. Um, there's so many resources that they provide there, whether it be food, clothing, um, school supplies. There are Toiletries. S- toiletries. Mm-hmm. You guys are amazing. I just, I didn't know either about the homeless problem till Chris met you and told me about it. And since we've met you, we just, we always want to help. So this year we're going to be talking more about it on the show. We always need your help. Please consider helping support the Paws Center in Golden Valley High and all the kids in our community who are facing challenges at home, who are hungry, who don't have food, or... You know, they don't have supplies. There's so many things that could help them. So,
0: so I'd like to touch on how we how we met. Because um, mm-hmm. huge shout out to KHTS radio station for putting on that Sacramento bus ride, right? Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Because I decided to go on it. And I met April. And, you know, I I, I was just by myself kind of seeing where I fit in, right. right? And then she was like, I don't know. You had that good energy. You were with Susan Christopher at the time, right? And mm-hmm. you were like, mm-hmm. you want to go to lunch with us? I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so she started telling me about the pause Center. And all the things you just highlighted, right? Um, Really, the connection, I felt an immediate connection. So Corey's been with me since I was 16 years old. And at the time when we first started dating, I I had just moved out of a motel. And we were living in a one bedroom, two bedroom with seven people. And um, didn't have a fridge, had a styrofoam container, right? That's how we had our food. And I... I, I used to steal stuff all the time, toiletries, food, mm-hmm. snacks, meats, medicine, um, school supplies. Right. I wasn't like robbing people. I was going to like the Johns down the street and I was taking, taking stuff from the grocery store. Thank God I had an angel on my shoulder that I never got caught. Cause I've got, I would've got put in the system and I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing today. But that was my connection to the pause center that these kids don't have to go through that. Yeah. If we could support the pause center and it, it, it prevents kids, hopefully, from having to do the same thing that I did when I was their age.
3: Yeah, the goal is to remove those barriers, you know, so they can be successful. Because if you're hungry or you're needing deodorant or shampoo or a pair of shoes or socks, you're not going to focus on your education and, and being successful. Right. So um, that was that was our, our goal is to remove those barriers so that they can be successful and not have to worry about that.
0: All right. I, I love what you guys do. Absolutely. So we're always supportive of anything you guys do.
1: And it's not even just during this time. It's all year round that people need help. These kids need help. Um, Sal and April do an amazing job there. So try, if you guys have it in your heart and you have like a little bit of funds you want to set aside and help out, just please consider helping them, whether it's now, later. I mean, they could always use the help. Well, it looks like we have Evelyn here with us. She said, "Hey guys, hi Lulu. Hey, Lulu." Thank you for joining us. Um, we would like to talk a little bit about Give a Turkey because now we're in November and Thanksgiving is right around the corner. So, who would like to talk about it today? How about Sal? What
0: what is Give a Turkey, oh. Sal? How how did it get started?
2: Well, we had our pause center which was, you know, aimed to help the uh, those less fortunate and we knew the holidays a time when sometimes they don't bring joy. If you're right. if you can't provide for, for you know the means that uh, to provide so we thought of well why don't we try to feed hundred families a, a full Thanksgiving dinner and so we started out uh, five six years ago um, and we we, we we did it we started, I think we provided 100 meals on our, on our campus and then we had a, a bigger idea why don't we double that no why don't we triple that mm-hmm. so we just know we have the need so let's put a, a lot of effort into making it bigger and and we accomplished that. We had a, a, a grander vision, like we're we're one valley, we're one community. Mm-hmm. Can we can we provide a full Thanksgiving meal for for more families? And right now we're working with La Mesa, and we're up to four hundred meals. We're trying to provide these are complete meals. the 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 turkey you can cook, all the all the sides, all the you know stuffing and, and everything. And if you don't have the means to cook, we provide uh, ready made meals. Mm-hmm. And for those that can't can't do that, we uh, we have a delivery. Uh, we, we have restaurant uh, abilities, but we try to provide for, for those to give a little cheer uh, mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving. Uh, it's, it's a special time and I want to make sure that uh, any, the families that we are aware of and uh, want, want to accept the support we try to create, we provide.
1: That's amazing.
0: You know, I got to say that uh, for me personally growing up, Thanksgiving was probably one of the few times in the year that um, we sat down and ate as a family unit. So one time I felt normal as a normal family even though we weren't. But it felt normal and if you don't even have that basic it. meal like it could it, it could really uh destroy a family. I think it's such a big deal to have a Thanksgiving meal um as a family no matter where you where you're at. We've spent Thanksgiving in a motel before as a kid. Mm-hmm. But knowing that you have that meal and then you could be normal for one night, it's it's such a big
2: deal.
1: It is definitely. Yeah, and, definitely.
2: and and the event the event it mirrors what the pause is about too the pause stands for parent awareness work workshop and support center mm-hmm. so again a, a fabulous resource center um uh, but again students can't learn if their mind is on something else mm-hmm. and it could be hunger it could be parents uh, or family members in, in in need of some sort medical emotional mm-hmm. it could be housing it, there's so many needs our kids could have that they're not going to learn unless they're, they have some of these needs met or trying to be met. And we are, uh, we try to accomplish that with pause and Thanksgiving time, start of the holidays. Sometimes it it can be less joyous. We want to take that stress and that make those emotions as positive as possible. And in April, she, she, she brings, she makes this, this, she makes this happen. She makes this happen. It's, it's my idea. She's the person doing the, the, the legwork there.
3: Well, I just want to, Join in on that one (laughs) Um, because I have to have the support of our staff. It's as a team effort, but I also can't do it without the community because we don't have the funding through the district to be able to put this on for anybody. So if it wasn't for the support and help of our community partners and people like you, we wouldn't be able to do this. You guys make it happen. You feed these families. You give them the turkeys. You give them the meal packs with the you know essentials so that they can actually make a meal. So we can't do it without you.
0: Well, well we can't do it without you, right? I think you are Santa Cruz's like best kept secret. You're you're a superhero. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. serious. It's true. You've done so much for the community, and people have no idea. Right? They just don't have no idea that the catalyst that you've been. For helping these kids in Santa Crida, because you want to, mm-hmm. right? This is, this is. You're not getting a, a pat on the back or any of that stuff. You don't get the accolades, but you still do it every day. Miss, I'm gonna do it for one year, and I've done it for seven. <laughs> yes, right. So I, I, that's that's so amazing. Um, can you tell us like what can people do to to help make the Give a Turkey event successful?
3: Well, this Saturday we're actually having a food donation at Walmart. And from um, 11 to 2, and we are giving you know, people flyers on what items we need, like canned green beans, boxed mashed potatoes, corn, you know, just the essentials to make the um, meal kits. And we would love if anybody wants to come and, you know, bring us some items out. Um, Also, we um, could definitely use some gift cards to purchase the turkeys at Walmart because they're amazing. Walmart, I got a shout out to them because they hold our her turkeys until the day we need them. We pick them up and we purchase them from them and they, they do a really great job. So we can't do it without them.
0: Too. Yeah. Huge shout out to Canyon Country, Walmart to Patel mm-hmm. general manager over there. Amazing. It was a game changer, getting them a partner up with us and yes. house the turkeys and, and let us pick them up from one spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the, what I love about not only the pause center, but give a turkey is 100% of the donations goes out to families that need it mm-hmm. and kids mm-hmm. that need it. There's not one red cent that's kept for, you know, administration fees or this right. fee or that mm-hmm. fee. It's not a nonprofit because even nonprofits, sometimes there's people that are making mm-hmm. money running yeah. the organization, right? No, mm-hmm. this is 100% goes to the people that need it. And and I that's why we've, you know, anchored ourselves to you guys because we just believe in what you're doing.
3: Right, right.
1: Now, you said it's this Saturday at Walmart. It's at the Walmart in Canyon Country. Yes. And what time will you be there
3: from? Well, we're going to be setting up at 10. Okay. Um, but from 11 to 2, we're going to be taking donations. And we really appreciate any support that we can get.
1: Is this going to be a one-time event or are there going to be multiple weekends where you're going to be doing We're this? just
3: doing it this weekend. Okay. Um, and... So yeah, because our event is on November 17th when okay. we're gonna hand out. We like to get it out before fall break. Um, and that way the families have it for the weekend and they don't have to worry about, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to have a Thanksgiving meal, right?
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And, and this year's gonna be a bigger challenge, I feel like, because we lost, you know some community partners. Um, things changed, the economy's changed. And mm-hmm. <laughs> even in our industry, there's a lot of realtors that maybe won't be able to help this year like they have in years past. So it's really like, it's going to take the whole village of Santa Cruz to help feed our families.
1: Absolutely. Yes. So if you are interested, please come out this Saturday to the Walmart in Canyon Country between 11 and 2 and, um, donate if you can, because we're going to be there helping out, um, And we would really appreciate the support. Now, April, can you tell us about some of the issues we've seen over the years with people dropping out or trying to host their own Give a Turkeys, which can dilute resources for people that are out there in need?
3: Well, I mean, like Chris had mentioned, you know, um, unfortunately, with the economy and everything going on, you know, it's not, you know, to say anything anybody's bad or anything we appreciate everybody and everything that has happened over the years we can't again we can't do it without you it's just unfortunate you know um i think the economy has really set the motion to you know who has the funding to go ahead and support like they have in the past but anything can happen like you know i we always seem to manage and you know we it gets provided. And, um, so if somebody wants to go shop and get a meal kit, a can of turkey, uh, stuffing or boxes, anything, anything would help. Absolutely. Well, um, thank you for sharing that.
1: And I hope you guys have a huge turnout this weekend. I'm really, we really need to push people to come out and, and help support the community. Well, we talked a bit about the pause center. Um, did you want to talk a little bit about the growl center?
0: You want to take this one, Sal?
2: I sure will. Um, the Grouse Center opened three years ago, um, the Grizzly Room of Welcome and Livelihood. And that, that name, by the way, was a, a winning s- submission by a student. Um, I love it. Adina Rosie uh, won a $100 gift card for earn, for winning that that title. Um, but we started it uh, because the Pause Center was, um, it was too small. Mm-hmm. We had so many students in there. I'd walk by there at lunch and there'd be 40, 50 kids in, in a space just about the size of this room, wow. and it was incredible. And so, I, I knew we needed it to to grow, right? Um, because it wasn't just about getting candy; it was about talking, it was mm-hmm. about being heard, mm-hmm. about sharing. Uh, so we know we needed to build something bigger. So that the wellness center was created, and it we're it's, it's um, staffed by two full time counselors. Wow, that's so, great. And there's always somebody in there. So if a student or students um, have uh, concerns they would like to share, uh, we even have a peer counseling program where students are in there each period. If students are more comfortable talking to students,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and, and then adult or an adult, you know, we, we have the option. Sometimes students are more comfortable talking to the students. Mm-hmm. And these students in, in peer counseling are trained. So they know when the, where the, where the line is when they need to hand it off to the counselor, mm-hmm. and then if we if needed then we could use the counseling our regular counseling offices for additional services. But the Growl center is there. There's different state different stations spaces. There's an outdoor patio. Uh, we have nice soft music. There's, it's a no cell area. Mm-hmm. No cell phones. Um, it's it's a very very nice soothing place for people to go and so far we're getting over a thousand people every month well over a thousand wow. in the center wow. some are repeaters mm-hmm. but I, I i just looked at the numbers uh yesterday and i think we have about 300 um, non-duplicates um, each month wow so that's, that's, huge. that's 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 successful
1: thank goodness you have that place for kids to come to because i think i don't is this every school in the district has something like this or are you the only one who has a wellness center
2: they 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 each do, mm-hmm. um, just not to the caliber of ours. Right. You
1: know, I, I, well, it has to be it, welcoming. Yes. Otherwise, they're not going to want to
2: come in, right? Well, let's talk. One
0: of the major obstacles, and correct me if I'm wrong, is having the space to to have a center like this, right? And I, I've i been there. You know, we it's we uh, remember Walmart donated s- some stuff for, mm-hmm. for the Grouse Center. Nice, huge space. in April, so, so not to put Sal on the spot, most principals don't give up that kind of space for a mental wellness center, correct?
3: Well, I mean, I think it was kind of like a district thing that they wanted all the schools to have the wellness center. Um, But the size of the space is, you know, an issue. And not only that, not all the schools have a resource center. And that's completely up to Sal. So Sal has given up way more than anybody to be able to have the resources for his families and his staff on, on campus.
0: I love that. And, you know, um, what I love to do, when whether it's the Growl Center, if anybody's out there and you want to donate to the Growl Center to give a turkey to the pause Center, what I've always done, and I think this has worked because we have a lot of uh, repeat guys and men and women since I've taken them there, is I I don't like to accept the donations and drop it off for people I like people to drop it off themselves, so then you could take them around, and then they really feel the impact. Mm-hmm. They, it's it's different, right? When you're there and you see it in person, and you're like, "Oh my gosh!" and then you see kids are coming and going, right? You're like, "Oh no, this it's, it's- not just like a." I don't know how to explain it. You, It's like you catch you catch the Holy Ghost, right? When you go in there and you're able to see it.
3: I agree. I, th- I, I welcome anybody who would like to come and visit or come check out our school. I will meet, give you a tour. Sal does too. Um, we just feel like we want you to be a part of it. If you're going to donate, come. Like we want you to be a part of it and we'll find other ways that you can help too, like Men of Tomorrow. <laughs> yes, this is perfect.
1: She segwayed that perfectly. She did. Okay, right. so you're going to join us every Wednesday now, April. <laughs> Do you want to talk a little bit about Men of Tomorrow and your experience with it, and then we'll ha- pass it off to them about.
0: Well, for, first, I'd love to hear um, how did what what is Men of Tomorrow, and um, who came with the, who came up with the idea, and how, how did it get put together.
2: I'll let April start this time because it was. Her, their, their idea.
3: It's her right? baby. <laughs> so men of tomorrow was actually, um, an idea of our career and college readiness counselor, um, pre COVID. And it was to, um, bring in, um, young men, usually 11th and 12th graders who kind of don't know what they want to do when they graduate. Maybe are a little lost, maybe not really college bound, Um, maybe have some struggles, some personal struggles at home. So we launched it um, the first 2019 and or the end of 2020 before COVID. And then we didn't do it 2021 and we launched it again last year and this year. And we take about 50 of our 11th and 12th grade boys and we expose them to um, different career options. We also provide mentors which um we have some wonderful um role models like you Chris um who come in and they meet with the boys as well and we take them on field trips and stuff just to let them know there's an, another option to um you know outside of going to like a four-year university or if they want to do that too we just want to support them and also have that mentor you know component with the students to be able to feel like they have somebody on their side.
2: Sure. Um, I love
3: it. I love this program.
2: If I, if I could add um, on top of that, the, the, the male student was identified as specific male students that, that lacked maybe the, the, that positive role model of of a, of a male. Mm -hmm. Um, It could be maybe dad was no longer there. um, uh, Something happened. So, so these, these young men, Needed the the direction of 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 a man, mm-hmm. uh, and a positive influence. So right. we we sought some of the the community's best male leaders uh, that were willing to work with kids and youth, uh, to to work with these kids mm-hmm. and keep them on track. Talk about their their goals, their future, um, gives them a reasons to be successful in school and stay in school and do well. Uh, and it's making a difference. Um, we do, we tried something last year at the end of the the season, the end of the year we allowed some of the students to speak on the impact of Men of tomorrow and wow i i was i was surprised i i mean i i knew there was an impact but the impact they shared even even blew me away made me so proud that i i was given this i was given this a green light i get to be there and see the kids and see the mentors um it's it really is making a difference and now of course of course well where's the one for the female students. Right. So mm-hmm. we, we are starting something in that direction too. So.
3: <laughs> I love that. I love that because they need role models too. Yes. They do. They absolutely do. And we do have something that kind of was modeled um, called dream it be it, which is only a one day conference put on by the Soroptimus organization, which is great, but we are looking into launching a more regular component to golden Valley. We like to try things there. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no
0: kidding. I love that you guys. Spearhead I want to be so Let
3: me know once you Absolutely.
1: have like the plans in play. Whatever I could do to help out, okay, it would be awesome.
0: Yeah, I, um, so I'm fortunate enough to be. I didn't realize that I was. I've been part of every year of Minute of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yes, I thought you it, have. Yes, I didn't know how long it was. You mm-hmm. know, basically, you asked me to do something. And I try my best to to get it done <laughs> most <laughs> of the time. Um, I'm excited c- about Minute Tomorrow because. You know, a lot of, I saw some of the, two of the boys, well, one of the boys and specifically one of the young men that I had last year and I was a little sad that he wasn't with us this year. And I actually caught him after the first uh, meeting in between uh, classes Mm -hmm. and I went and talked to him and I was like, man, I missed you. How come you didn't, you know, where are you at? How come you're, oh, it's not, I really wanted to, but I got journalism during the time and I really wanted to join, get into journalism and, now he's doing that, and it made me so happy because it's not because he didn't take value out of it. Now he found something that he really likes to do, and he had to make a choice, but that, that takes a lot of courage to let go of Men of Tomorrow and then jump into journalism.
1: That's the goal of it, right? The goal
0: of it, yes. yes. And um, I, I just love to see the growth of of the kids from when we first meet them up until graduation, and, and to see at the end, you know, last year during graduation it was a little smaller because there's a lot going on. But I was starting to meet some of the parents. The parents, you know, you you don't meet them the whole year till the very end, mm-hmm. and it's cool that that they're so proud of their kids and to see how far they come. Because I'm sure they're they're really seeing the difference at home, right? You guys just see them at school. I get to see them once a month, but the yeah. parents, I, I feel like, is is probably where the big impact um, really hits home.
1: For sure.
3: Well, something really interesting is last year, our Men of Tomorrow, we had, I would say, probably about. of the students knew what they wanted to do or thought they knew. Um, This year, our group, um, I would say we have about maybe three or four students who know what they want to do. So this group really is excited and the dynamic is a little different. They really want to be there and they're really excited to hear from their mentors and they ask about you guys constantly. They're always oh, like, awesome. oh, when are we we when are we meeting again? Are our mentors gonna be there? They really, really appreciate the program this year. And I'm really excited about that.
1: Oh, that's great. That's amazing. I love I'm it. I'm looking
0: I'm looking forward to it. It's we're meeting next next week, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. I'll be there.
3: I love this. So you said
1: there's a total of fifty. Yes. Okay, so 50. So, 50 kids that you got to help. That's amazing. I love it. Well, we have Tanya here with us. She said, Hey guys, happy Thursday. Hi, Tanya. Thanks for being here with us. Um, so, we did talk a little bit about uh, Give a Turkey. And now we wanted to take some time to talk about Heart Holidays, which is another huge event that you put on um, during the holidays. Would you like to talk about that, April or so? I'll let April go? <laughs>
3: So heart holidays has been around for a while. We actually kind of have taken it heart GV holidays because we're just kind of doing it at Golden Valley, um, currently. Um, but what we do is we try to identify, which is not hard, um, maybe the families that could really benefit, you know, or who really are in need mm-hmm. and, um, we, ad- see if anybody would like to adopt them and get a gift for each of the family members in the family. So we get, we get them vetted. And then, you know, each family member picks like three wish items and whatever, anybody, um, we get the list to the, the people that are going to adopt them and they bring presents to either the family or to the school and the family gets to come and pick them up. That's
0: awesome. Um, so, we've done that for I don't know how many years I think t- we did it before covid right yes. that was our big event that mm-hmm. we had. Mm-hmm. so what is that two thousand nineteen? man the years fly by I know so we've been doing that since then, and I gotta tell people out there um we mm-hmm. really need help with give a turkey, but right now, keep this
1: in the back in of the your back right, of yeah. your mind
0: as well. um we're looking for families uh we're looking for people to to adopt families now. The gifts gonna be due when? When do, when are they gonna need need the gifts
2: by?
3: Well, they're gonna need them before break, for for uh, Christmas break. Or Probably
2: December third or fourth. Yeah.
0: So let's say December first, because you know you, gotta, mm-hmm. you can't get people till the last second because they'll, they'll take <laughs> yeah, till the last second. Yeah. Um Let's say till December first. But the reason we're bringing it up now is because Black Friday is coming up. Mm-hmm. It's a good time to to get some of the gifts. And I gotta tell you, if you're watching this show or We'll make this into a clip. you are watching this as a clip. I got to say that when you get these lists, guys, this is not like I want a PS Five. I need a car. I I want you know vanity uh, items. I we we get a list every year from a family, and it's a different family, and it's the same necessity items that they're asking for.
1: They're asking for socks. They're asking for pants and a new pair of shoes. A pair of
0: shoes. It, you know, it's it's um you know, I've never went out to the movies together with my family, Mm -hmm. all of us, and then had dinner, right? And and something like that can make somebody's Christmas wish come Mm -hmm. true. And again, these little things that, you know, maybe you don't need to buy something for everybody in your family. And what I mean by everybody, I mean cousins and brothers and sisters and all that. What we do in our family so we can do stuff like this is we do like you know uh secret santa mm-hmm. or we do like a white elephant is what we're talking about doing this year so now instead of buying all these presents for everybody that really don't need it in my family now we could we could buy it for 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 a family that yeah. really does yes. and it's so much more rewarding that way and and that's usually if you're looking to do something different this year and and you want to help out and really make somebody's thanksgiving and somebody's christmas I gotta turn you on to, to Sal and April because they will definitely um, point you in the right direction, and you will not regret it. It's the best feeling to to, to do be able some good. To deal. help
3: someone, yes. For and sure. I want to I want to just say like I'm really blessed to be able to be on the receiving end to see these families get these gifts because a lot of times the kids will come in later and they'll say, "Oh, Miss April, look what I got for Christmas! I got these shoes." and they'll show me their shoes and they are so excited about their shoes or their jacket like a sweatshirt like they've never had like a you know a any brand kind of new. a brand new sweatshirt or even maybe with a Puma one or an Adidas, like they're in shock that they would even be able to have that. And they will wear those shoes to the ground. Let me tell you, but it's really um, a blessing for me to be able to be, um, be there and be able to see it. And these families, they really do appreciate it. So they rewarding. really do.
2: So, so rewarding. I mean, you see a, a kid with a smile on their face, um, walking a little taller, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know, getting to class on time, it's, it just, these, these little things make big, make a big difference, and, and we have such a giving community, Um, we're blessed, we are so blessed that when we do these events, this community of Santa Clarita, they, they care, Uh, they want the community to do well, and those able do, do participate, and we're so fortunate and blessed, Uh, you guys have been part of that, Uh, Chris, Chris, uh, Silva Realty, and, and others, uh, Walmart, Uh, we're, we're just, we're, 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 we have a vision of doing what a lot of people have in mind. We're like a, um, a clearinghouse, putting put it, put it all together. So it's it's we're, we're fortunate we have this opportunity to do this.
0: You guys are totally like field the dreams, right? Like build it <laughs> and they will come. <laughs> yes, um, because you know the first minute Tomorrow meeting. I'm I was just kind of sitting back and I'm watching, looking around the room, and I'm looking at the mentors. I'm like. Most of these mentors, I I brought them to the pause center, introduced them to April. They probably met you, Sal, and they were just donating to the pause center. They had no idea that they were gonna be mentors, right? <laughs> that you were gonna reel them in. So, <laughs> which I love. I love that. Yes. You know, and it's again, it's it's um when when they get there and they see what the impact that they can make, I think any person that has the means to do so, that either the time or or the energy or you know, the even the flexibility with their work, they're gonna jump on that opportunity like to to help out people that need it. Why not?
1: Yes. It's like absolutely. our it's everybody's
0: duty to do so. If you can help
1: somebody, you should. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening to April and Sal today. We love taking opportunities like this to shed light on local issues. Um, Please help us and give Sal and April a big thank you for being on our show today. They're limited on time because you know, they have to get back to the Grizzlies and we would love to have you guys back anytime to help spread awareness about anything you have going on in the community and how we can help out because our listeners love to help out too. So thank you so much for being here with us today. Um, We're going to take a little bit of a break as we say goodbye to them, but we'll be right back with more relationships in real estate. If you guys want to say anything before we go, we'd love to. Thank you again for having us
2: and your partnership. Thank you. Thank
3: you. Yeah, we can't do it without you. So we really do appreciate all the community support and we appreciate you having us on your show to spread awareness.
0: Thank you guys for being here. All right. We're going to take a small break and we'll be back.
1: And thank you, everyone, for watching. Um, We just had our special guest leave. So welcome back to the show. And we're going to dive into, first off, the biggest event of the weekend, the fall client appreciation.
0: Of the millennium. (laughs) Like my millennium. millennium.
1: It was so much fun. Thank you, everyone who came out. To enjoy the afternoon with us. The weather couldn't have been better. It was so nice out. We had a huge turnout. Over 300 guests showed up on Saturday for the fall festival, which was Super Mario themed. And let me just tell you, it was super spectacular. I loved it. It was so much fun. Did you guys have a good time? I know quite a few of you who are watching did attend. So let us know what you thought about it. What was your highlight of the event? Anything that you absolutely loved that you want us to bring back for next year? I already had people asking me, what's the the theme for next year? That's no. how excited they are already? about it. Yes. And I told them, I haven't thought that far in advance. I do know we will have another one next year, but I think we should take a poll on like what people think would be a good idea for next year.
0: We could do that. Um. So the Mario Brothers kind of just crept up, right? I mean, it happened to be like one of the biggest movies of this year. Right. Or maybe last year or something. I
1: think like it was last? I Not don't even know, know when know. it was. Who knows?
0: But it was a huge movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It, it it made sense. Right. right. So we weren't necessarily planning on doing Mario's. It just it just came up. So I don't know.
1: We actually had a theme and I switched it.
0: What was the original theme?
1: The original theme was gonna be like carnival style. Yeah, we just And I was like, uh, ah, I feel like this. This might get the kids really excited and the adults too, because we grew up with Super Mario in the eighties.
0: Right. And there's so much that goes into planning this event. I mean, I don't know exactly cause I didn't plan it. My, my beautiful <laughs> wife here did all the work, but um, there's a lot of restrictions that you have at a location right. where you can't necessarily do everything that you want. Cause you've been dreaming of me being in a dunk tank.
1: I mean, our guests want you to be in a dunk tank too. Everybody was like, I would love to see Chris get dunked, but the park won't allow us to bring in a dunk tank. There's so much red tape involved. So that's why we had to kind of switch up the carnival theme, because how do you have a carnival without a dunk tank? Right. But it was a great success. Everybody had an amazing time from what I could hear, what people were telling us. I had an amazing time. And it seems that the churros and balloons were the big winners because that That balloon lady, she was so talented.
0: She was the best balloon lady I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Those hats that she was making.
1: Everybody loved them. It was so cool. There was like the little chompy guy on people's heads and Yoshi's egg. I was just like, wow, she's talented.
0: She was amazing.
1: So shout out to Alicia and co events because they found the balloon lady. There's they're one of the vendors that they work with all the time, and she just did an amazing job. I was really impressed with that. And the churros, people love the churros. They were in line waiting for churros. We ran out of churros. We ran out of churros. Sorry for you who didn't get any.
0: Right <laughs> next well,
1: year, I have to order more churros. Next
0: year we'll order more. And you know, one of the reasons we we also ran out of food at the end was we had party crashers.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah. I don't really understand how this happens, but you know, we do our best to, um, have the invite for VIP, right? You send out this invitation and only if you get the invitation, you can RSVP. But somehow people we didn't even know started RSVPing last minute. And I'm like, who are these people? I, I don't know it's great if you want to bring guests along, just let us know ahead of time and RSVP for them on your invite because on we, time. Want, we want to make sure that we have enough food for everybody. And it's not, um, it doesn't make me feel good when my guests run out of food. It, it makes me feel kind of sad. So if you want to bring guests next year, make sure you let us know so we could make sure that they are on the invite. So, um, but we had such a great time and uh, we had some special guests show up. And for those of you who weren't there, we had characters show up. So we had Princess Peach. We had Bowser. We had Mario and Luigi. And the kids lost their mind when they started wobbling in in their big old mascot costumes. The kids loved it, right?
0: The kids loved it. And
1: then they had dancing on the stage. And poor Nola was kicked off the stage because she just spent so much time mingling with them and Hanging out with Princess Peach. They
0: were like, you got to give somebody else another turn, uh, a chance to get up here.
1: It was funny because our uh, video guy, and the producer of the show, he said, come on, let's get up there. Let's go take a picture together. And she said, I can't go. And I'm like, why, Nola? They kicked me off. They said, I I already spent too much time up there. I need to give somebody else a turn. <laughs> So, she should have pulled the diva card. Oh my goodness. You know who my mommy and daddy are. No, <laughs> never. She will not be that kid. I'm kidding. She will not.
0: <laughs> That's totally not her.
1: Oh my goodness. Well, Lulu said it was super fun. And I'm so happy Lulu and Angel got to come spend some time with us. All the way on from Texas. From Texas. They gotta to go to the event too. So it was a lot of fun. Uh Santino didn't leave the bouncy obstacle course the entire day. I didn't even see him. I just saw him at the end. He's all sweaty. <laughs> I,
0: You know, we are helicopter parents. We've been helicopter parents for a long time. And I love that at the event. And the reason I love the venue so much is because it's gated. There's really one way in one way out. I mean, I know okay. there's two, but the other exit entrance is closed during the event. Um, that we don't have to be helicopter parents. Our kids kind of do their own thing at the event. There's they plenty of people fun. there that they know. Yes. And they have so much fun. And, um, I love that because if we're able to do that, I know the other parents are able to do that too. Yes. And have some like adult time for a little bit.
1: Yes. Enjoy themselves.
0: One of my favorite things was so many people this year. I think this is the first year that we really had this. So many people dressed up in costume.
1: Yes. They really got into the theme. I loved it.
0: It was, it, it might've been the, I mean, I love a lot of the themes that we've done in the past. But I think this one had the most engagement, like the most interaction with our right, guests,
1: right. It was so good. I loved all the costumes. A lot of people showed up in costume. And what's really cool, and I, and I know you loved this too, is sometimes our guests will know each other, but they didn't even know each other that they our guests will show up and they'll run into someone without even expecting to run into them, right? Right. So, um Santino's second grade teacher. Came um, Miss Lee, love her to death. She brought her uh, niece and her sister along, and we were talking with them. And our goddaughter and her sister actually had her for a teacher several years ago. And our
0: goddaughter and sister, are nineteen and seventeen.
1: Yes, so they saw. And she Miss- still remembered them. I know. They said, Miss Lee, oh my gosh, you're here. So it was so cool to see people reconnect at this event because that's why we hold it is so we can reconnect with our clients who become our really good friends and almost like family. Right. So it, it's just such a fun event to get together. And I just love it that people were able to reconnect after however many years, how many years is that? Like 12 years.
0: Yeah. Like 12 years. Wow.
1: So cool. So cool.
0: It it was a lot of fun. I just huge. Thank you and shout out to everybody that made it. Yes. Because, they made it so much fun for us, to, for us too.
1: Yes, it's the people who are there that make it fun, right? That The whole point is to get together and have a good time. But you could get a whole bunch of people together, and if they're in a bad mood, it's not going to be fun. But everyone brings great energy, and it was an awesome afternoon. So much fun. Yeah, great, great energy. Yes. Well, uh, Tanya said it was so much fun. Thank you, Tanya. And, um, yeah, it was so great. I didn't want it to end.
0: Now, going with that theme, I don't know if you guys seen the video, <laughs> but we posted a family video. We like to do these family videos, you know, a few of them every single year, which I love because you see the kids grow up. Mm-hmm. I almost, I should, maybe I should have posted like the first family video that we did, which I think we were Toy Story themed
2: mm-hmm.
0: when the kids were small, and then, uh, and then up until now, man, you killed that Bowser Peaches song. Let me tell you, you were <laughs> into it. You, you had. Oh. you had uh peaches captivated the whole time she was mesmerized love
1: her and then it was easy to sing that song to her
0: and then you know what the,
1: <laughs> to lip sync that song to it, her
0: it was it was my favorite video to date and there's been a lot of good ones
1: mm-hmm.
0: um because you are so into it i'm watching you and then you hear the little sound of the the shell coming
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then you hear santino's voice and it, it was just edited perfectly. It was a great video. I loved it.
1: Yes. So thank you everyone who has engaged on social media um, and made comments on the video that we put out. It was a lot of fun making it and the kids had a good time. It was cool that Santino and Nola like really stole the show on that one.
2: They did. (laughs)
1: I loved it. Well, this past Tuesday was Halloween. Uh, For those of you who don't know, if you were living under a rock, uh, leave a comment and let us know how you celebrated. Did you go to any fun parties? Did you go trick or treating? Um, I love seeing all the photos of Halloween. Like all the costumes are so cute. I love it. It's so much fun, but I really haven't been on social media because I've been trying to like, you know, catch up after the fall festival and then get our kids ready for Halloween. And then we had other stuff the day after Halloween that I haven't really had much time to go on and see all the costumes. So let us know um, what you did. I love hearing about it. Drop a comment or a picture if you want. And and if you you
0: don't have trick-or-treaters, right, do you leave out candy? Or are you like a bah humbug and you just turn off the lights?
1: Yeah, why are people like that? <laughs> and like, get out of here, kid. Get out of get here. Get off my porch. Well, we don't even stay home, but we still live out a bucket of candy. And every year the candy is still there. No one takes anything. No one trick-or-treats in our neighborhood. Uh, but when we went trick-or-treating this year with the kids, and it's our annual tradition, we go over to my brother and sister-in-law's house. And the kids go trick-or-treating with their cousins And then um, besties live across the street. So Beth and her kids live in the same community. And so her kids come over, Kais and Zaya, and we all go as a big group trick-or-treating. And it's cute because all the neighborhood kids kind of get together and just go. They they make new friends.
0: There's like 20 kids.
1: Yeah, they all just make friends as they go trick-or-treating, which is really cute. So we had a good time doing that, but I noticed there was a lot more doors that were dark. There was no light on the porch. And the kids just don't get that, like, the light's not on. They don't have candy. Don't go knock on their door. They're all
0: banging on the door. They'll like they, bang,
1: Give me some candy. Like they owe them
0: some money. Uh, <laughs> open
1: like, the door. The light's not on. Don't go there. Like what type of parent are you? Are you the parent who is like, did you say thank you? After they get the ice cream or the ice cream, but the candy. Or you're the parent who's like, only take one. Are you, you know, like there's parents make, who are I, like that. Well,
0: I remind, I asked them, did, did you, you say, say thank, thank you? you? And they're like, yeah, I said thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. As long yeah. as they're using their manners, you know. They're a representation of us. Yes. Right. Hey, some people went all out though, because I know we we visited a house. They had the garage door open. They were doing popcorn, passing out waters and drinks. Yes. I'm like, wow, they went all out. Or there's always like the one house where they're passing out shots. We didn't have it this year. Yeah. But there has been in years past where somebody's like passing out drinks. And I'm like, oh my gosh.
1: Well, you have to be really careful because if that gets in a kid's hand, you're going to have some problems. I don't know.
0: Maybe that's why they didn't have it this year. Who knows?
1: Maybe. Maybe some irresponsible parent let their kid have a sip.
0: <laughs> I don't think they would finish it if they had a sip.
1: I hope not. Oh, my goodness. Well, um, Lulu said, my favorite too. So cute. She's talking about the video. And she said she celebrated Halloween on an airplane. Were people dressed up?
0: <laughs> yeah. Were the stewardesses dressed up?
1: I would like to know. That'd be the cool. The flight attendants. That'd be cute. Yeah. Just, I doubt Just the no pilots. scary ones. I
0: hope the pilots didn't have a mask on.
1: No, (laughs) no, thank you. (laughs) Oh my goodness. But yeah, we had a a good time trick-or-treating. So
0: parents out there, you know how tiring it is to take your kids trick-or-treating and do the whole thing, get home late, like you're just dead tired, right? So Corey thought it would be a great idea to go to Disneyland the day after Thanksgiving, I mean, the day after Halloween and have some more, how many steps did we get in yesterday?
1: Like over 14,000. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like I got hit by a truck.
1: <laughs> Chris is on double um, hangover. Oh, my god! One from Halloween and one from Disneyland. Yeah,
0: no alcohol involved.
1: Yes. Well, here's the thing. The kids now get the day off after Halloween. And I said, that's a perfect time to go to Disneyland. There's not going to be anyone there because I don't know how many other districts do that. Wow. I think everybody had the same idea yesterday. (laughs) So many people at Disneyland. There was a lot of
0: people there. And it was hot. And
1: it was hot. I'm like, oh, man, I didn't really think this through. I didn't realize how hot it was going to be. It was Because usually it's cool at this time.
0: It was so hot. In November, you guys went on Grizzly River Run.
1: I was drenched. I had water all over. (laughs) I was wet. You're such a good sport. I don't care. I'm there to have a good time. If I get wet, whatever. I'll dry off. It's hot outside. It's fine.
0: I don't know. Wet toes and swamp ass do not sound fun to me.
1: Listen, I did not have wet toes or swamp. You know what? You put your feet up on. There's there's tricks. When you go on these rides, you don't put your feet by the drains where the water shoots up or where big splashes are going to come on. You put your feet up. Then they won't
0: be wet. Your feet were dry?
1: Yes. Oh, good for you. My feet were dry. Yes. And the other thing, yeah, I didn't have that. That's fine. (laughs) But I did tell Beth when I was on that ride, I'm like, oh, my gosh, for sure. I just got an ear infection because a big wave just splashed me right in my face. It was fun. It was good times. The best part of it is at the end of the day, I asked Santino, what was your favorite part of Disneyland today? And he said going on Grizzly River Run. Did he? So he probably had fun watching me get soaked.
3: Yeah. So that was his favorite.
0: I wish I could have seen it. I wish I could have seen it. So, you know, I got to check this video. So I recently got these, uh, these meta Ray-Ban glasses Mm -hmm. and, you know, you're not supposed to record if a ride shuts down at Disneyland.
1: Right. And
0: we were on the Mickey and Minnie's runaway train or whatever. Runaway Railway. Whatever. Railroad, railway, whatever it is. We were on that ride and it shut down and they're like, put away your phones, blah, blah. They're like,
1: please put away your phones. You're going to be going up three flights of stairs. And I'm like, three flights of stairs? We didn't, how, when did we go down? This is weird.
0: We didn't go up three flights of stairs. They
1: just said that. So then you wouldn't record.
0: Right. But I did have the meta glasses on and I pushed a little button <laughs> okay. and I was recording everything. It kept shutting off. So I haven't really learned how to use them too well yet. I think they, I think they're on for like 90 seconds at a time oh. and then it stops and then you gotta, you gotta hit another one cause they're made for social media, but I, I haven't figured that out yet. But anyhow, so I want to go back and see if I caught all the video
1: Ooh. or maybe
0: I was just taking pictures like a dummy.
1: I think for the second part, <laughs> like how do you get these glasses and you don't even figure out how to use them, babe? That's what I want to know.
0: I'm doing, I'm, t- I'm testing them out first.
1: It's so typical. Like this is something you would do. Let me get these meta glasses. They're going to be really cool, but just put them on. But I don't know how to work them. I mean,
0: <laughs> look, if you, if you just tap them, it takes a picture. If you hold them for like three seconds, it starts to record and you could hear it in your ear. You can, it, t- it like lets you know that it's recording. I just, you know, I want to make sure that I caught the video. I think I did catch the video. We'll see.
1: You're so funny. You're too much. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So
0: are we, this weekend, are we taking down all the Halloween stuff and putting up all the Christmas decorations? We already
1: talked about that. And I think what the producer is asking is, is Disneyland, did they take down all the Halloween stuff already? And is it already Christmas?
0: They're, they were slipping, right? Because they, they took down the big pumpkins, but they still got some little uh, yeah, Pumpkin I was surprised. Remnants, some because, of the Halloween remnants up.
1: Because every year Disney on Halloween night, they break down all the Halloween stuff and Christmas magically appears the next day, right? Even though the castle's already pretty much decorated right. during Halloween. And I walked in, I said, oh, that pumpkin's gone. But they left some of the pumpkins at the entrance. They weren't done. Uh, oh, what, I don't know. What
0: are you doing, Disney? Because since <laughs> the last time we've been there, the prices have gone up. Parking's gone up for the genie pass, it went from twenty to thirty dollars, didn't it?
1: No, it went twenty to twenty five. Now it's thirty.
0: Now it's thirty. And and the experiences have gone down. I don't know how many different parts of the park were down for for refurbishment.
1: Yes. There was small so, world
0: was down. Well, they're getting
1: it ready for Christmas or the holidays. Get, get it
0: ready on off hours. Right. I'm paying. What? We pay all that money when I'm to be asleep, there. I
1: you better be doing that.
0: Park closes at 10 o'clock. They open at 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock. That's no. plenty of time to start working on that stuff.
1: You got to get your times right. Disney closes at midnight and then they no, reopen at they 8. they closed at
0: 10 o'clock They yesterday. did? Then what's yes. the
1: problem? Get I'm with saying. it. They, had time, with they it. have time to do it. Yeah, I don't know. They so just many take things-
0: and take and take and take. I'm, I'm sick of Disney. <laughs> this is the last year we paid for these passes, girl.
1: Chris is so mad. And a lot of the rides break down, too. Yeah. All the time. They're either broken down or down for refurbishment. So tell
0: me how this makes sense, right? We're <laughs> on that Mickey Toontown, whatever that ride is. We're on the ride. We used a, uh, a genie pass, right, to, to do it. We were on that ride for like 40 minutes. So that pass that was supposed to get us on real quick, it got us on real quick, but we didn't get off for a long time, <laughs> right? So now we're still on there 40 minutes. All right. Now you got to stand in line at the end and you and you have to scan your phone so you get the pass, the experience pass back, whatever it's called. So like, okay, great. We're going to go use it for smuggler's run, right? So we go use it for smuggler's run. It's 25 minutes to, to stand in line for standby and wait. Or you take the lightning lane, right? So we take the lightning, lightning lane. They just kept letting people pass by, like go in um, from the standby line. And when I looked at the, the Kais had pointed it out, we had been waiting in there for like 30 minutes. We waited longer in the lightning lane pass uh, line than we would have in the standby Like, why do we pay for this? I don't get it. I'm so sick of Disney. (laughs) I want my money back.
1: (laughs) You ain't getting nothing back.
0: (laughs) I'm hoping the kids grow out of Disney between now and next year.
1: Good luck. (laughs) Your alternative is Six Flags, which now just got bought out. So whatever it's going to be called. You want to go there instead?
0: Girl, I saw on the way back home, (laughs) it was like $99 for the whole year at Knott's Berry Farm.
1: Yeah, that's not a ride I want to take. Sorry.
0: I'm going to start putting on some Charlie Brown and all that stuff at the house and get the kids on it.
1: The kids have no idea what Knott's Berry Farm is and we're going to keep it that way. I'm never going there. I don't want to go. I have no desire.
0: They got jam over there.
1: You could jam, jam. you could jam yourself over there if you want, but I will stay home.
0: Universal Studios is right down the street. No traffic.
1: You want to go there, go ahead.
0: I'm just saying. I'll be at Disney. I'm just saying.
1: I know they always find these ways to like take away the magic, which it's kind of sad. But you know what? I even with all of that happening, I still had an amazing time yesterday. I looked past all of it because it's all about like when you're there and the experience and like who you're with. If you just got that magical mindset, it's, it's going to be all right. Everything's good.
0: We just need to move that magical mindset to Universal Studios will be good. Save, save about three thousand dollars.
1: No, thank you. I'm good. I'll I'll take a pass on that. Oof. well. Looking ahead to next week, everyone, Give a Turkey event is going to be at Walmart in Canyon Country on Saturday from 11 until 3. Um, please, if you are able, come on out. Help show some support for um, the Paws Center in Golden Valley High. You'll be able to help out some families who are less fortunate with a Thanksgiving dinner. Even if it's a small donation, any little bit helps, Right. You can buy some extra canned goods. It's going to help feed a family.
0: Whatever you can do.
1: Absolutely. And if you didn't want to go shopping and pick out stuff, you could always donate with a gift card. And that'll help buy turkeys for families as well. So, um, looks like you have, do we have any open houses this weekend?
0: We were planning on an open house, but all of our houses are in escrow. No, we're good. We're in escrow on our houses.
1: Awesome. So Osborne is in escrow.
0: We had, so we had that property on the market. We put it on, on a Thursday. Um, that Monday we had five or six offers on the property. Wow. Yeah. Sold over asking, um, removed a lot of contingencies or reduced a lot of contingencies. It's, it's crazy guys. So rates are like eight and a quarter percent, mm-hmm. still had multiple offers, still went over asking.
1: Wow. Wow.
0: I mean, what does that tell you? You know, and something we're going to touch on a little bit more next week, and I'm just going to give you guys a little preview now. Yes. So there's been a big court case that um, just happened and we had a verdict of NAR, which is National Association Association of Realtors, were found guilty of basically overcharging sellers um, for commissions. Okay. Which I think is ridiculous that this even stuck. Right. Right. It was a class action money grab lawsuit mm-hmm. by by a firm. And now, and of course I'm biased, of course. I'm an right. agent. Um, and now that same firm it has another class action lawsuit, and they're going after uh Redfin, Keller Williams, and Berkshire Hathaway. Oh. With the, for the same thing.
1: Wow.
0: Right. So uh we were talking about this a little bit. We'll just leave you guys with some thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Because every seller is going to say, yeah, well, it is expensive to sell my home. Right. Right. It's 6%. Why why do do I I... have
1: to pay this percentage in commission?
0: And typically they pay about 5% because they pay both buyer and seller commission. Right. right? But how quick sellers forget, when you were a buyer, you didn't pay any commission.
1: Right.
0: Right. But now what's going to happen, I think, in the next couple of years, maybe next year, maybe the year after, is buyers are going to have to pay agents a commission to represent them on the on the purchase of their home the alternative will be represent yourself good luck that's a disaster and more lawsuits waiting to happen mm-hmm. or you go directly to the listing agent which their fiduciary duty is, is to the to seller, the seller. Mm-hmm. how are they going to represent you if they're representing the seller right it's going to be it's going to be some major major uh changes, changes happening
1: changes happening
0: yes and you know we were having a, disc- a little discussion about it today and we I th- I thought it'd be a great idea to have a huge mastermind with top producing agents all across the valley that are at different brokerages mm-hmm. to see what their thoughts on are but um what i foresee is the rich get richer and the poor get poorer that's what this is going to do because now buyers think about this you're barely squeezing in to get into a home you save what i was saying you save how long right to get to make 20% down or 5% right. or whatever it is. So explain to me, how are they still gonna have money to pay an agent when they, right. they could barely get into the house? What 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 are your thoughts on this?
1: Well, that's exactly what I was telling Chris. He had some ideas of like, okay, how do we adjust to this market? But I was telling him like, if you are a first time home buyer and you barely are getting qualified through an FHA loan, 3.5% down, that's like the minimum, right? Or a VA loan, 0% down how are you in a position to come up with a percentage to pay your buyer's agent to get a house? It's gonna be even more challenging for someone who is a first-time home buyer as opposed to someone who has money, is a little more wealthy and savvy. And they're just like, oh, I could just pay the agent. No problem. Like their offer, they're, they're gonna have representation over somebody else. And so it's gonna really change the market up That coupled with a lot of other things, a lot of other issues are going to come up. Because as a buyer, you're going to want to work with the best buyer's agent, right? How else are you going to get your offer accepted if you have someone who's mediocre? So I think it's going to really change the way buyer's agents are in our industry. Because who's going to pay for you if you're bad? You have to be stellar if you want to get the client. So I think it's gonna make a really huge shift in the way uh real estate is sold.
0: It's gonna wash out a lot of agents. Yeah. They're gonna be looking going to be for a very new career. Interesting. You know, um and and you know, it's I know people are gonna have a quick idea of how they could fix it. Mm-hmm. Oh, why don't we just have uh why don't you just as a as a buyer's agent, let me play this out for you. How about I say to my buyer, don't worry, I'm gonna ask for closing cost for the seller or seller credit to pay my commission. So you don't have to pay it. Now our client loves the house, right? And they're like, oh, that's a great idea, right? But the seller says, I'll accept your offer. They counter back and they say, we'll take we'll take your offer, but we're not giving the, the credit. Mm. Now it goes back to the buyer and the buyer's like, well, I, I want the house, but I don't have money to pay you. So do we work for free? Like this is, this is real serious problems that are, that are headed our way, right? Right. Nobody expects a doctor to work for free. Right. 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 So it's going to be really difficult. Um, I mean, look, I'm excited for it with any, with any kind of, uh, challenges like this, there's going to be opportunity.
1: Yes. Any change is going to be opportunity. And I was telling Chris, that's just going (coughs) to make a buyer's agent work that much harder. You're not going to take a client unless you have an agreement with them up front that you are entitled to a commission and sorry, but if the buyers, if the seller's not going to pay it, you're going to have to pay me a commission. That's what's going to happen. They're going to have agreements up front. And then, but then how do you fight that agreement if your offer gets accepted and then no one wants to pay you? Like, how are they going to enforce these? <laughs> right. How are you going to enforce these commissions and these agreements? It's going to be really interesting to see how it happens. But, you know, in New York, you have to buy, you have to hire a uh, an agent to help you get um, a place to rent. Even they have renters agents. It's wow. crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So we're going to see a shift in the market. What that tells me
0: is if you're looking to buy a place and you can right now, you better give us a call right now.
1: (laughs) Go buy a place
0: right now before it gets even more complicated. I know. Because, you know, everybody keeps, oh, I'm waiting for the, you know, the rates keep going up, the market's going to crash. No, it's not. It just, people keep forking up more money.
1: You know, I had a thought now that I'm just thinking about this. This is really going to benefit banks when it comes time for short sales and REOs. They're not going to have to pay a buyer's agent. And the only people who are going to suffer are the buyers in the market. Like when there is a change, I'm not saying it's going to happen right now, but they're not going to have to pay out any commissions.
0: So let me just uh, peel back on what Corey just talked about. So what she's saying is if we have a foreclosure market later, Mm -hmm. the banks, what they typically would do is they would pay 5%, -hmm. two and a half to the listing agent that they work with. And then that listing agent's able to give two and a half percent to whoever brings the buyer. But what she's saying is, well, now the banks are going to be the ones that really make out because now they're not going to pay the two and a half percent to the selling agent. They're going to be paying two to two and a half to the listing agent only. Correct?
1: Mm-hmm. That's like looking way <coughs> far ahead. I'm not saying we're heading into that market, but think about it. Like, I mean, if if the economy changes, that who's going to benefit? It's not going to be the people.
0: It's look. That's that's the problem that we've been facing for centuries, right? Rich get richer, poor get poorer. And we're trying to figure out how we can keep the middle class going. Right. It's crazy. And if you take away the dream of home ownership from the middle class, you're just going to have poor and rich and that's it. It's crazy. And that's that's what I think this lawsuit's going to do. And hopefully they're already going to appeal.
1: Yes. NARA is already appealing. They're
0: already appealing. But, you know, it's, it's interesting to start thinking about what can happen and preparing yourself for it if it does happen. Mm-hmm.
1: Look, I think if the market changes and it's no longer a sellers market, it's a buyers market, sellers will pay commission. Sell my house, please. What if these agents just all band together and say, "I'm sorry, I'm not even going to show your house and you're not paying your commission?" Oh, but that's collusion. Oh. That's
0: what that's what they were suing for. They're saying I... it's collusion that all these companies have colluded together that NAR has told the agents that this is the way that you have to you have to do business, which they haven't told us this is the way you have to do business. Yeah. Right. So it's going to be really interesting. You know, I think, I think this is going to scare a lot of agents out of the business. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to prevent a lot of other agents from coming into the business, but you know, it's so what's fair, right? Is it fair that a seller that bought a house four years ago makes three, $400,000 in equity and doesn't have to pay anybody if they want to sell their house? Why is that fair and just somebody making a living? Because people see the checks that agents cash, well, they think, oh my God, you made so much money on this commission. What they don't see is the five other people they've been we've been showing property to for a year that haven't bought anything and we've been mm-hmm. spending money on time working, right? Gas, whatnot, and haven't sold them anything and haven't made a dime. Right. So for every time you make a commission... There's like three or four other moments that you didn't make anything and it's just part of making a living you right. know they I, I think that uh TV has maybe made it uh the perception that agents make so much money because all these you oh, know like sellings, million selling million dollars selling sunset and whatnot <laughs> but the reality is not that right the reality is agents sell on average four to five homes a year they make on average fifty to sixty thousand dollars a year and right now if you make fifty thousand dollars a year, you're pretty much in poverty in California.
1: Right.
0: So, you know, it's not what everybody thinks. Agents aren't greedy, you know, scumbags or whatever. (laughs) We we have such a negative perception in real estate. So hopefully it works out and and, um, people can still sell their homes and buyers can still get into homes and they don't wipe out the whole middle class by by doing something crazy like
1: this. Yes, crazy. Well, uh, I'm just curious. Do we have any days off scheduled to catch our breath after this busy October?
0: It's funny that you say that (laughs) because I was just telling somebody yesterday, I was like, man, I would love three days off so I can catch up on work. (laughs) (laughs) We're so busy.
1: Yes. I feel like that's, I just need to clean up the office. I always say that the desk is crazy. There's a lot of things to catch up on and there's yeah.
0: so much going on. I would love to get up Christmas decorations this weekend. I know that's crazy, but.
1: No, I'm glad you're on board. Yes, go. Get down let's the Halloween go. stuff.
0: Let's get the Christmas stuff up. I want to enjoy it mm-hmm. for like two full months. Um, I'm ready to watch Home Alone tonight.
1: Santino will not allow that. He hates Home Alone. He's like, why do you have to watch that movie so many times?
0: He hates Home Alone now. <laughs> I've ruined Home Alone for our kid because I love it so much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Even the producer says it's way too early for home alone in all caps
0: <laughs> what's what are like the besides look this generation of kid is not into our kids are not into like um snoopy and and um the pumpkin patch or whatever they got going on for Thanksgiving because they have like an old like what movie is there for thanksgiving um, what's the one
1: I don't know what is the one that you like to watch for Thanksgiving?
0: Because there's a bunch of Halloween ones.
1: Yes. Halloween and Christmas, it's like Christmas is its own entity for shows or holiday shows. But Thanksgiving, I don't know. I don't know, right? Is there one? I have to look it up. I'm going to have to Google that.
0: You know what I would love to, to bring back? I don't know if we really have time for it, to be honest with you.
1: Don't even. It, it's the second. He's going to say Friendsgiving. Friendsgiving. Well, if you would be checking your texts, I've already been talking with the family about Friendsgiving. And is it not happening? Well, no, it's hard because everybody has like conflicting schedules, but we're talking about doing it after Thanksgiving, like the weekend after. Okay. Um, hey, so I'm just we'll gonna throw see. this out there. We'll if see. we do
0: it the weekend after, nobody better bring no week old uh, leftover turkey to the so thing. Dry front. old
1: turkey. Yeah, yeah,
0: keep all that <laughs> stuff for later. I do not want anybody's leftovers for Thanksgiving, uh, friends Thanksgiving, if it's after Thanksgiving.
1: So one of our friends was like, we should do leftovers. (laughs) I'm like, are you going to bring your turkey and you're going to make like turkey sandwiches, like leftover turkey sandwiches?
0: Yeah, I don't want anybody's leftovers. I don't even like eating my leftovers. Why would I want (laughs) to eat your leftovers, right?
1: (laughs) You all know you have somebody in your family who like brings leftovers for like get togethers and you're like, man, how long was that sitting out before it got here? That's what I think. I'm like, have we not learned from COVID? Like, it's probably not a good idea to like bring stuff that sat out and people touched it yeah, for like that, a whole day before, for like five hours, and that, now you want to reserve it. That's
0: what I envision, <laughs> right? If somebody came to my house with a half-eaten pie, oh yeah, my idea is that pie was sitting at on somebody's countertop with the lid open, just sitting there,
1: marinating, just festering marinating for like
0: five hours, <laughs> six hours before somebody put a top back on and put it back in the fridge.
1: Oh. I don't want to eat that. <laughs> no, thank you. Chris, you're terrible. You know, everyone's thinking it, though. <laughs> Why would I want to eat that? I don't know. I don't know.
0: I'm looking forward to some it, pie. It,
1: that pie built up some immunities when it sat out. <laughs> it's going to help you. <laughs> Someone's always going to have a twist on that. Look at Tanya's over there with the green face. She's thinking the same thing. Ooh. <laughs> Well, everyone have a happy start to your November. I want to hear about all the decorations when we go back on next Wednesday and hear how you started uh, getting ready for the holiday season because I'm ready. And hopefully we will see you out this weekend on Saturday at the Walmart and Canyon Country from 11 to 3. Come out, show your support. add some donations in for Golden Valley. And everyone, thank you so much for being here with us today. That is going to be our show. And we appreciate you hanging out with us on R&R, Relationships and Real Estate. Be sure to catch us weekly on Facebook Live, or you can watch our show on YouTube or listen anytime you want by downloading full episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. We are your host Corey and Chris Silva, and we will catch you next week.
3: Bye.